0: What? Right, well, uh, good morning, New Life Church. Am I on? I'm on. I feel like I'm on. Okay, alright, it's just... alright, cool. Well, thank you, Glare Youth, for that surprise uh, today. Appreciate that from, from you all. Uh, listen, I'm calling an audible. I'm going to completely scrap what I was going to preach today. And I'm going to save that for next week. Uh, I feel like there is uh, there is a group of people who were not able to be here today... Uh, For different reasons that need to be here for the message I was going to preach. And so I'm going to save that for next week, the Lord willing. uh, Because there are more people who need to hear that word. uh, Because there's a response that's attached to it. And more of our church needs to hear it live, okay? So we're going to change that, bank that. And uh, let some interest build on it for the week. And uh, draw it out next Sunday. Is that cool with y'all? So I'm going to go with um, uh, this, okay? Okay. Uh, which is really, honestly, a good continuational, continual flow of the song and of the uh, encouraging word that uh, Stephanie brought, which is found in, in the second chapter of, of John's Gospel, John chapter 2. All right, so they're not going to have this on the screen unless they're really fast. Um, so I'm going to go with this here. It's, it's the first miracle that Jesus performed. Turned water into wine. I'm not going to do that. I know. But I want to pull something out of here that, um, or really the Holy Spirit wants to pull something out of here that, that we need to get today. That This is just one of those days, if you're here, you get this. And I think it's just one of those spontan- spontaneous words. From heaven, it says this the next day there was a wedding, verse 1, John 2. There was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus's mother was there, she was watching, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus's mother told him. They have no more wine. And he said, well, dear woman, that's not our problem, as respectfully as he could say it to his mother. That's not my problem. And Jesus said, well, and he, and he said, my time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. God, if we could just get that, right? Just do whatever Jesus tells us to do, right? Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing, and each one could hold 20 to 30 gallons. So six times 20 is? 120, that's right. And Jesus told the servants, Fill the jars with water. And when the jars had been filled, he said, Now dip some out. Take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. In verse 9, When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. said, A host always serves the best wine first. And he said, then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less, less expensive wine, but you have kept the best for now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. And after the wedding, he went to Capernaum for a few days with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples. I'm going to flip over to 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 20 You guys okay? 2nd yeah. Timothy chapter 2 verse 20 Paul's writing and he says in a wealthy home some utensils are made of gold and silver and some are made of wood and clay The expensive utensils are used for special occasions and the cheap ones are for everyday use If you keep yourself pure you will be a special utensil for honorable use your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work run from anything that stimulates youthful lust instead pursue righteousness excuse me pursue righteous living faithfulness love and peace and enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts again I say don't get involved in foolish ignorant arguments that only start fights a servant of the Lord must not quarrel but must be kind to everyone be able to teach and be patient with difficult people gently instruct those who oppose the truth and perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth and then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. Let's pray. Holy Spirit we come before you today. And we are thankful for your presence here today O oh God. And we thank you for what you want to speak to us in these few minutes. So we give you our time. Our attention. As if it's really ours to give. You give us all things. And we just take, take acknowledge of that now. And say Lord speak to us. We're here to listen. We're here to receive. And we want to be obedient to your word, oh God. To do whatever you tell us to do. In Jesus' name. Everybody who agrees with that can say? Amen. 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 So, the first miracle Jesus does is takes water and turns it into wine at a wedding. There are a lot of different streams you could go with that. I think the the main thing that the Holy Spirit is wanting for us to grasp today, regardless of our age, regardless of our spiritual depth or maturity, regardless of how long we have been serving God, regardless of how long we've been a part of a church or part of this church, or how short of a time we've been serving God, or how short of a time we've been a part of a church or this church. The thing that I think that, that the Holy Spirit is saying to us today is that we are those Jars. We are those jars. We are those clay vessels that were meant to contain something, and and oftentimes our vessels, our lives, those vessels represent our lives, our ourself, and many times um, what we think God has designed us for is not always what He's designed us for, because many times we only see ourselves through our eyes. We only see ourselves in the mirror that we look at, and we don't always see ourselves in the way that God looks at us, in the way that God is shaping us and is uh, preparing us for a purpose. Those jars at that wedding, they had no clue. They're just there. They didn't think. They just existed. Uh, But the thing about them was they were empty, uh, and they were willing to be used. They were willing to be filled. And so he said, Jesus said, okay, if you... this is to be done, then here's what this is how it has to happen. Take all six of those water jars, those those clay vessels, fill them with water, and then he turns them over into wine and presents the thing that he shaped it for, that he transformed. He, there was a transformation process. And in, in serving Jesus, we, you get saved, you accept the Lord, you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, as Scripture tells us, and, and we become born again, and, I, and, and we become eternally secure in the Lord. And here's the thing, um, we're not meant to just stay in that one spot. Bible goes on to describe in different transactions, in different uh, ways, that we are on a journey of salvation. That we work out our salvation with much fear and trembling. There is a working out. There is a process of change and the theological term for that is sanctification and uh, you and I will never be sanctified in and of ourself we only become sanctified as we continue to serve and walk with the Lord that as we give ourselves in a yielding manner in a surrendering manner that the Holy Spirit takes God's word that was deposited in our life and begins to work it out in us and so Jesus said take that those jars fill them with water and then he'll do his thing so for us as vessels of God, we are to fill our, allow our lives to be filled with God's word. Then taking the power and the potency of the Holy Spirit then touches our life and it begins to activate that word of God in us. And then it begins to produce a change and a transformation over time. And so it, it's sad, though, that you will see over the course of life, many of you have witnessed this, that there are people who, who have been a, a, a believer, have been saved for many, many, many years. They, te- they, they go on and live a long life or whatever it is, uh, but there was really not a great deal of change. There was not a great deal of transformation. And I do believe that when we fail to allow ourselves to be transformed from God, we, we fail, we miss the opportunity of God's purpose to be fulfilled in our life, because His purpose is attached to His transformational work in our hearts. You follow me? And so, the this this story I and mean, this song that we were singing this morning is really a prayer. It was really a prayer. Can you guys go to that song on the screen? Can you flip that up there? Uh, just the the words. I don't. I, ho- I hope you got that. I hope you got what was being what was being played. What was being sung and what we were what we were saying. I mean, just think about this. It's a it's a cry of of, of our heart. In, in in the crushing, in the pressing, you were making new wine. And keep going, just roll. And in the soil I now surrender. You are breaking new ground. Keep going. And so I yield to you and your careful hand. And when I trust you, I don't need to understand. I don't know how many of you feel that at times where you feel like you've got to know it all in order to walk it out in order to follow God there's many things about him we don't understand there's many things about his plan we don't understand and the thing about it is we are called to trust him and as we trust him his word lights our feet and lights our path and guides us and leads us in his hand is the one who guides us and leads us. His hand adjusts our life according to whatever he has. And he says, so, so we pray this. So make me your vessel, like in this in this story, make me an offering. And so that's the way our lives are meant to be. Because when it gets down to it, when we when we surrender to the Lord, we're not surrendering our will for us. We're surrendering our will to him. And so whatever happened to the times we used to pray. Lord, whatever you want to do with me, do with me. Wherever you want to take me, take me. However you want to use me, use me. Whatever you want to do in my life. Anybody ever remembering praying some prayers like that? And maybe hopefully there's still some of those sparks of prayers happening in our lives today. But I think we as American Christians overall, we have allowed ourselves to to, to cover ourselves in the quilt of convenience and comfortability. I mean, honestly. We want, to, we want to do it our way, our time, our rules. And the jars here, if they were going to be used for the purpose of God, they had to yield to the whatever and however the Lord wanted to use them. And so, make me whatever you want me to be, because really, God, I came here with nothing, right? I mean... You stand at a gravesite and you pronounce ashes to ashes, dust to dust, earth to earth. You realize, man, that's, that's how it is. We came here with nothing. We leave here with nothing. We may leave an imprint. We may leave a legacy. Hopefully that's so a good one and a heritage to those behind us. But literally ourselves, we came with nothing. We leave with nothing. Right? I think there's some more words to this song and all you have given me Jesus bring new wine out of me keep going keep going where there's new wine there's new power this this wedding got re-fired up because new wine came on the scene right this, this, this party this wedding was about to it was about to be a drag it was about to be down it was about to be done and, and they were like, we need new wine, and, and so new wine brought new power. It brought a new thing. That, and you compare that to the work of the Holy Spirit, that's exactly what happens. Many times our lives, come on somebody, many times our lives, we can get a uh, feeling like we're done. I think there's a couple of folks here today I can sense by the Spirit you feel like you're done. You feel like I don't really think God can do anything else with me. Maybe there's some here you you felt like because of what you have done, you feel like you are done. Based on your actions, based on your behavior, based on your choices, based on your situations, based on some of the things that you've been a part of and maybe involved yourself in, there might be the thing in your mind that tells you God can't use you the way you thought he once could use you. And you feel done. And there's some here that feel because you've lived, you've experienced, you've come and gone, that you feel like, God, I'm done. And the Holy Spirit is, is trying to get us to understand, no, this is just the beginning of a new season. This is the beginning of a brand new season. And so where there's new wine, there's new power, And come on, there's new freedom. And then it says, and the kingdom is here. And the kingdom is here where the kingdom of God is. There's is freedom. There is power. There is, um, there is a whole new way of, of, of thinking and of living. When God's kingdom is alive and active in the, in the heart of a person, the kingdom of God is really the, the activity of the Holy Spirit in our life. And if the activity of the Holy Spirit is not active in your life today then you're prime for this. We are prime for new wine. And it doesn't mean we we got to be goofy. It doesn't mean we got to be crazy. It doesn't mean we have to be out there spiritually. It means we just let the activity of the Holy Spirit truly flow and function in our life. And wherever he leads me, we'll follow. If he leads me to pray for someone, may I have the courage to pray for someone. If he leads me to give something to someone, may I have the courage to give something to someone. If he leads me to be thinking and be mindful of other people, then which is generally the case of Christ, then may we have the courage and the obedience to do that sort of thing. If he's leading me to humble myself and apologize to somebody, may I be humble enough to apologize to somebody. If he's leading me to forgive somebody, may I be obedient enough to the Holy Spirit to forgive and release whatever that is. See, these are the things that affect the clay of our life, which is what Paul is telling Peter, or excuse me, telling Timothy. And he said there's there's vessels of gold and silver, some made of wood and some made of clay, and they're used for special occasions. And he says, but if you'll keep yourself pure, then you will be a special utensil utensil for honorable use. The thing is, we're called, God is calling all of us to be vessels of honor. Meaning, whatever gets in the way of our vessel, whatever clogs our vessel, whatever dirties our vessel, whatever taints our vessel, whatever is toxic in our vessel, we need to be aware of it. And we need to allow the Holy Spirit to change that. We put it under the blood of Christ and we're forgiven. But at the same time, we we allow the, the working of the Holy Spirit to cleanse us and to free us from whatever it is that clogs and contaminates this vessel. Because is there more part is there another part to this song? Is that it? So, yeah, there it is. I lay down my old flames to carry your new fire today. And I think that's pretty huge. Because if you and I want to be producers of, of whatever the Lord is wanting to, to illuminate and, and, and flow out of our life, we have to be willing to lay down some old things. We have to be willing to lay down some old things. And chances are, in this room today, we could all think of something that's old. That we hang on to. That we may hang on to it for convenience. Maybe we hang on to it for comfort. Maybe it's all we know. And so it's, all the, it's the only thing we always go to. It's our go-to thing. But perhaps the Lord is trying to do a new work. I think he is, or he wouldn't elaborate it through someone today and echo it in a way that says, hey, today's a new day. This is a new season. And there is a new, uh, a new wine that, the, that God is wanting to pour out in our life. And the thing about the new wine, as Brandon talked about, is that it can't be poured into an old wineskin. Not age, but one resistant to transformation that's old when you resist transformation when you resist anything new that the that the Lord is wanting to do then yeah, then yet yeah, you become an old wineskin because if the new wines poured into the old wineskin the Bible says then the, the old wineskin bursts because it can't contain the new thing and here's the thing God doesn't want you and I to burst God doesn't want our lives, these clay vessels, these earthen vessels to burst and not be able to hold the heavenly treasure of Jesus Christ. He wants us to be able to be the carriers of him in this world in which we live. In case we've forgotten, we are still called to be light to a dark world. In case we've forgotten, we're called to be a light to a dark world world. How else will people know where to go unless someone tells them? Romans tells us how else will they hear the truth unless they send a preacher? And it doesn't necessarily mean the one who stands at the pulpit in front of a, of a congregation that we are all called preachers of God's word. We are all called ministers of his word. So wherever we live in our home, wherever we go in our, in our schools, wherever we are in our work, wherever we travel in this world, you and I are called to be vessels. And the thing about it, the thing that makes a Christian stand out is not working hard at not trying to blend in, but it's standing in obedience to whatever the Lord tells us to do. Jesus' mother said, do whatever he tells you to do. I, I, I've lost count of how many times I didn't do what Jesus told me to do. Can we be that kind of people that we can be carriers of God's work of the Holy Spirit in this In this day and age, in this present evil age, there's still a thing called the church who's called to rise and who's called to shine and who is called to be expressions of God on this earth. And the thing is, I... I, 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 I appreciate the words Stephanie said, and I appreciate her heart, and I believe that with all of my heart. We we are not like any other church. There may be some similarities, obviously. There may be some resemblances, of course. But the thing about it is is I'm not looking to be like anybody else in the sense of church world. I'm just trying to focus our attention and, and our effort and our energy to just be more like Jesus. To just be more like Jesus. And if we can be true to that pattern that's been cut out for us to follow and to fall into place with, then, then, friends, that is really what God is after. He's not asking us to compete with another church. He's not asking us to try to be like another church. He doesn't ask me to try to preach like another preacher. He just asked me to be who He created me to be, and He asked you to be who He's created you to be, and it comes down to will we just do what Jesus tells us to do. That if we could just get that working hundred percent on all cylinders, firing on all counts in our life, then church nothing would stop us. Nothing would hinder us. Nothing. Oh, it doesn't mean we we won't we won't. Touch trial. It doesn't mean we, we we won't taste affliction. It doesn't mean we won't ever go through pressure as the beginning of this song talks about. No, it's all of that. God uses all of that to refine us and to reform us and to transform us and to bring forth a purity in our life so that the power and the flow of God's word and his Holy Spirit. Can be can be can function in our life, and we can be who He's called us to be. That's but it's about what kind of vessel do we want to be? What kind of vessel do we want to be? I did preach a message last week called "Out of the Ashes," and I planned to, like I said, I planned to pick that back up next week with a message called "Into the Harvest." But there's some things there that really I do believe the Holy Spirit's wanting to do with that particular message, that requires response. And, and I know there's more people in our church. Obviously, there're different things going on that, that happened that certain ones couldn't be here. But I'm not looking for a full auditorium per se in order to preach that message, I just believe there's more people who need to hear it and they need to hear it live and then to be able to have the opportunity to respond at the moment that it's preached. But I think for this today, this is really kind of a, a, a small preface to to the greater story. Uh, anybody ever read prefaces in books? You ever, do you ever read those? I like to read the, the preface because it just, it just kind of helps me set it up, helps set it up for me uh, to to to, for the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say. And, um, and, and so this is a little preface. It may not be a great preface. I may not have done a, that good of a job with it today. But it, I think it's a preface just in the sense of, hey, in the words of T.D. Jakes, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> and I say that not, not to be funny or what have you, but I say it because really there, there's, there, is, a, there is something on the Word that I'm going to preach next week. Um, that that I think the the Holy Spirit's going to use, and I think he's he's going to honor, and, and it's it's really what he wants to say. But uh, there's something powerful about what what the Lord has put on my heart to share next week, and it uh, it all pertains to our to our vision as a church, our 20 year vision. I've been I've been going through some um, uh, just really I felt kind of like a battle to get to the point to be able to share it. I thought I was going to share this two weeks ago, and I didn't share it, and and the Lord kind of paused it and then I, I, I preached the message I preached last week to set up the second one which I was going to preach today and then I came today thinking I was going to preach that one and I didn't preach that one I'm going to preach it next week if God says but the thing about it when, when I guess what he's trying to get to us is, uh, is will we just do what he tells us to do how many times have we just not done what he's told us to do maybe there's somebody in your life today maybe there's somebody in your life today you need to talk to, that you need to have that conversation with. Maybe you've been holding some roots of bitterness towards somebody. Maybe you just need to pray to the Lord and let it go. Maybe you need to go and humble yourself before somebody and ask them, will you forgive me because I was stupid? Even if you don't even feel like you were stupid. Maybe you felt justified. But if the Lord's saying, hey, do this, will we just do what he tells us to do? Because quite honestly, I don't like changing messages. I have it ready. There's something about today that we need to reflect on. And I I don't know, maybe Stephanie, would you just come and pray over us? I know you didn't plan for this, but you kind of opened the gate up a little bit. Can I put you on the spot? Old Christian, you are. No longer carrying an old flame. Bearer of a new fire. No pressure. Those usually are the best kind. But I just feel like there is a prayer inside of you. I think there's a prayer inside of you uh, that we need.
1: Dear Jesus. And it's to Jesus we come because it's Jesus who has changed us. Lord, I ask that you that we be vessels for you in this world. In a world that no longer believes your word in a world that no longer believes in sin lord in this world help us be new wine help us be a vessel That can reach out to that person who's next to us, wherever they are. Lord, you brought a song to my, to my heart that I hadn't heard before. And it goes against so many things that I was taught. And it says, God, work in the small things. That God moves in the small things. That God moves when we love that person at work who drives us crazy. That God, you move when we go to Max's visitation and we surround Amber and Nancy with love. And our love is a witness to all those in his family. Lord, it's, it's doing what Josh Christmas says. It's accepting that person who's chosen a different way. God, we love them because that's the only way we can reach them. Lord, let every small thing we do be a reflection of your love and your mercy. And your grace on a world that is hurting, on a world that needs true love, Lord, in an environment that says it doesn't that we should respond as Jesus responds we shouldn't respond in what is politically correct we shouldn't respond in the way the world responds our goal is not to take up arms our goal is to love our goal is to reach that person who needs God's love so badly. Lord, I lay down all those old ideas that I had about changing the world. And I said, Lord, I ask, Lord, bring new wine into my life. That in a new way, in a small way, in an everyday way, I can touch those individuals that are around me and change this world one by one by one with your Everlasting, never-ending, always there, precious love.